This podcast is the production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Every single person has to answer this question. Is there a being that exists outside of myself that we call God? And if that being exists, can he come into my life and affect me? I'm Dr. Sue Ellen Nolan, and this is my podcast, Authentic Faith in Life. Welcome. Nice to have you here. I'm Dr. Sue Ellen Nolan, and this is Authentic Faith in Life. You know, today was one of those days when I just couldn't even imagine that it could turn out good, that anything this day could be good, that there could be any peace or joy or life or goodness at all in this day. It was a very stressful period of time recently, a lot of crisis happening in my life, some losses and some suffering, and it took me to a low place where I haven't been in about a year. And quite frankly, I definitely didn't think that there would be much good in the day today. But you know, there's always a plan. And you know, I've always said, I don't like the saying that things happen for a reason. I've had so many things happen in my life that just have consistently seemed useless and pointless. So I kind of changed my belief in that adage a few years ago that things happen for a reason. I actually don't believe that anymore. What I believe is this, that things happen in our life. Things that are radical, overwhelming, unexpected, traumatic, crazy, insane, that leave us on a roller coaster that we have no idea which way is up and which way is down. They happen. We hold on. We take a breath and we get through them. We get angry. We get frustrated. We get ugly. We're very human. We can be very human. Being human is okay, it's how we're created. We have emotions and God gave them to us for a reason. And during these times, what I hold on to is that I can make a choice and I can choose to bring God into my situation, whether I feel like it or care or feel more like self-destructing than doing anything positive, whether I care whether God exists or not, and whether I care particularly about the outcome of something in that moment and instead just wanna run screaming But what I've discovered is if I simply make the choice to bring God into something, whatever is happening, whatever crisis it is, whatever moment it is, whatever unreasonable event that it is, if I bring him in, he will be the one to make it reasonable, sustainable, tangible. And not only that, he always brings a bonus into it and makes it incredible. It's what he does. And today was one of those days, as I said, woke up with many losses things that I can't recover and feel like I won't recover from anytime soon. But I made a decision. I had missed mass, but I did have a friend go to mass and text me later that she had received Jesus on her knees for me and for my daughter. So she stood in with spiritual communion for myself and my daughter for events that are happening in our life. But I did choose to run I was going to go on a violent run, which means that I would have a little bit of coffee, a little caffeine beforehand, and I would run hard, and I would run long, and I would endure, and I would sweat, and I would burn off anxiety, stress, fear, grief, anger, all of those emotions. I would burn them off in a sort of run of desperation, and I did that. And here's the thing. At the same time, I actually called out to God because that's what he asked us to do. We want things to become reasonable, then bring them in. 
he is the one that makes them reasonable. So I called on him. He gave me this song. The song is Oh My Soul by Casting Crowns. It was truly exactly the song that I needed to hear. It was a salve to my soul. The song talks about being weary and fearing losing control for things that you didn't see coming, things that you can't blame anybody for, but they just happen. The song asks us to do one more day and let him make a way for us. And it doesn't promise that it'll all work out in the end because it talks about being in the valley. But in that valley, God is breathing on us. He's breathing on our dry bones, the song says, relating to scripture. And there will be dancing, as I love to do sometimes when the Spirit moves me. I was running, and I was running like I was dancing because God had shown up for me in those moments, and he had just proven to me again that he's real, that he'll come into my life, and he affected it this way. He brought me some peace. He brought me some joy. He brought me some contentment. I felt heard. I felt like I was understood. I felt like the true crying out of my soul was being heard, especially the line that said, no one would blame you, and no one will see if you stop believing. Because isn't that what we do? As soon as something tragic or difficult or a crisis or a really tough day happens, is we, we stop believing. We simply stop believing. We don't believe that God is real. We don't believe that he'll come into our lives. We don't believe that he even cares. So I did just a simple assent of my will. I just assented to believing. I just assented. And he showed up. He showed up in this song. But it gets better than that. I go home after my run. I get home and I get a text from a friend who's in a very dark place. And this friend is crying out and she says to me and another friend basically that she's not one to reach out for help when she's having a hard time, but she is at this point, in this moment. And so what do I have? I have a song that God's just revealed to me that proved to me that he was showing up in my life and that I should still hang on one more day. I sent her the song, told her it obviously was for her as well. It helped to get her through that moment. She still cried, she still grieved, and she's got reason to grieve. She still called out to God, she still was angry, she still was frustrated, she still had fear. Because God gave me something to show me he was real. I could give her something to show her that he was real. And that's what he does. The Feast of the Visitation shows this to us so clearly as a model of our fellowship as women and how God shows us that fellowship is a way that we can journey through the trials we have in life on this earth with each other and that when we share in these trials and suffering and crises with other women, he will show up in it. Let's look at the visitation and what happened. Here's Mary, a young woman, who's had an angel appear to her. This angel has told her that she's going to bear the Messiah into the world. Now, number one, an angel showed up for her, which would be a spectacularly terrifying event. And we find that it is, because in Scripture, the angel says to her, be not afraid. And then he gives her more information. In fact, outstanding 
unbelievable information. And the angel says that she will bear a child into the world and this child will be the Messiah. He tells her she's full of grace and that God has found favor with her and that she would conceive a son, the son of the Most High, and he will be given the throne of his father David and will reign over the house of Jacob forever and his kingdom will have no end. We know that Mary gives her fiat in such a beautiful way. She assents to this calling from God the Father. She assents to it and she gives her yes in a magnificent and spectacular stepping out in trust that we can only imagine. And then she does what most women do. She goes to another woman. She connects with her cousin Elizabeth. She goes to her. She journeys to her. In fact, she journeys in haste to her. Mary moves with haste. St. Ambrose of Milan talks about the fact that this haste is happening as Mary is full of the Holy Spirit and that the inspiration of the Holy Spirit cannot be delayed. She goes in haste to her cousin Elizabeth and she finds her. And you guys know the story. They embrace. Now here's Elizabeth. Elizabeth is older and barren and yet she bears a child as well in her womb, John the Baptist. So we have these two women with two remarkable singular miracles that have happened to them. And they come together. And we see that effect of that relationship that God offers to us as a gift with other women. We see their embrace and we know that St. John the Baptist leaps in the womb and Elizabeth is filled with the Holy Spirit. And we get part of the rosary here when she says, blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And she calls Mary the mother of the Lord. So there's that meeting point of God again to us clearly. Mary's been told this, Elizabeth doesn't know it. When they embrace, it's confirmed for Elizabeth, this is the mother of her Lord. Her reaction confirms to Mary that it's true, it's real, and God is working. That's the relationship that they draw from. This relationship based in Christ, based in God working in their lives together. They journey together in this relationship. The scripture says, And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. I love that scripture. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. So that's the connect right there. That's our relationship with other women. When we journey together and we share the daily miracles, the daily happenings that God gives us, we call them consolations, the places that God shows up in our daily lives. When we share them with another person, they confirm for us that there would be fulfillment of what's been spoken to us. They confirm that. And when that confirmation happens, that consolation of grace flows into the moment. It flows into our bodies and it flows into our souls. And we understand that God is real. That's how we journey together. So this morning when I was running, violently running, in order to burn up the stress and this crisis that's happening, and God gave me this beautiful song that just reached my soul and filled it with grace. 
than when I was able just to send that same song to my friend who reached out today because she is in a much more tremendous crisis than I could ever be in. And God touched her and showed her that he's real and he's working. He's working in our relationships and he's working in our lives. So my day got way better. It got way better because I got to see that God was real. I truly did not think that this day could be a good day. But just like God does, he came into it and he proved me wrong. He proved me wrong because he's way bigger than me. Here's the thing. These always seem to be at the foot of the cross moments that he shows up. And that's how he works. The song talks about us being in the valley. We're not on the mountaintop during these times. It's when we really need our friends. We really need our support. We really need women that are serving God to share these stories with so we can draw on the fact that God is working in their lives and working in ours and will confirm that. My friend that received communion for me and my daughter this morning confirmed that God is real and that he will give me grace. And I hope I confirmed for my friend who's suffering an ongoing period of grief at a tremendous loss that God is real and that he's working in her life that's what we're supposed to do as women. Mary and Elizabeth were both full of life, full of grace. Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit during that interaction. They're bearing life under their hearts in their pregnancy, which is what we do as women. We get to co-create with God and we bear mankind into the world. We bear mankind under our heart into the world. Mary's fiat comes from deep in her heart. That's where God meets us. He meets us in our heart. He doesn't meet us necessarily in our intellect. This is about our spirit. Remember, we're body, mind, and spirit. We are the three in one. St. Thomas Aquinas, the whole person, three in one. God works in our mind, absolutely. He works in our body as well, and he works in our spirit. But he meets us in our spirit, in our heart, within, in that sense of him being present, being good, stirring up within us, stirring up that spirit within us, stirring up the grace and the love. That's where he meets us. And it goes from there. It goes out from there. It infuses our brain. It infuses our whole body. And it also goes out. It goes out to people that we come in contact with in our life. We are the visitation for others, especially our sisters that we're connected to in Christ. I'm going to read to you from Scripture in Luke, Mary's song of praise, her Magnificat, after her and Elizabeth came together and it was confirmed for both of them that God was real and what had been told to them would be fulfilled. It's the same thing that happens to us when it's confirmed that God is real and what he's told us can be fulfilled and that he's working in our lives. It goes to the soul. She says, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has regarded the lowest state of his handmaiden. For behold, henceforth all generations will call me blessed, for he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name, and his mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has put down the mighty from their throne and exalted those of low degree. 
He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent empty away. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. And he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his posterity forever. Here's the last little bit of what happens when we know God is real and that we believe in the fulfillment that's spoken to us from the Lord. Here's what happened to Elizabeth at the time of her delivery when she gave birth to her son. They came to her on the eighth day, as was the Jewish tradition to have the baby boy circumcised and named, and they all agreed that his name should be Zachariah after his father. But Elizabeth said, No, not so. He shall be called John. Curse said to her, There's no one in your family named John. So they turned to Zechariah, who had been told, obviously, of the interactions between Mary and Elizabeth and the miracles that God had shown in their presence together, the confirmation that he was real and he was working in their lives and something spectacular was happening. And they turned to Zechariah, who has witnessed this from his wife and his wife's cousin, and he asked for a writing tablet and wrote, His name is John. And it says that his kinsmen all marveled, and all these things were talked about through the hill country of Judea. And all who heard them laid them up in their hearts, saying, What then will this child be? For the hand of the Lord was with him. So that interaction that happens between Mary and Elizabeth, of course, is witnessed and heard by Elizabeth's husband, Zechariah. And he's moved to give John his appropriate name. And all of their kinsmen and their neighbors throughout Judea could marvel at what had happened to them, that God had worked in their lives, that God was real and something spectacular was happening. That's how God works. As St. Ambrose of Milan said, the inspirations of the Holy Spirit will not be delayed and also the intentions of God will not be denied. He will make a way. He will make it happen. He will make your day grand. He will bring you from the depths of the valley. He will hold you up. You will exalt his name and people will hear it and they will wonder and they will want to know. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. This is Dr. Sue Ellen Nolan with Authentic Faith and Life. Thank you for joining me today. I'm Dr. Sue Ellen Nolan at Authentic Faith and Life on the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. You can find out more about me and my workshops and speaking events at AuthenticFaithAndLife.info.